I'm JP. I'm Finland Leona. Finland Leona. Yeah. What's going on this week? This week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to break into our first section. Okay. We'll go ahead and get the... <laughs> oh, you're not, you're not talking to people or something anymore? What's that? Usually you talk to them like, what you've been doing? Yeah, like you've been doing little, any like, good this week? Sexy voice or something. Yeah. <laughs> you've been doing good this week. I guess they have been. It's been like two or three weeks since we've been on. Yeah. I've been kind of backed up. Get us backed up. Get us unbacked. Get us unbacked up. Get us flowing free again with some of the latest news. Well, um, we have been in uh, Tochigi Prefecture mm. pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little family time also, and you know, nothing better than family time. Oh, gosh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. I, I, I trim, I got to trim some hedges. <laughs> so, so, and uh, oh, I did a little barbecue or something because my granny had so much leftover uh, charcoal. charcoal, yeah. And my mom didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I mean, just cook something. Yeah, we'll cook something. <laughs> so we went and got some meat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, within those, I guess we did the calligraphy. Um, mm, yeah, uh, ancient calligraphy. So, so, so. Uh, I did. I chose the calligraphy that looked like a deer. And it looks like a deer. You need to explain kanji characters. Some of the kanji characters are look uh, like something. So so used to be the shape of whatever the animal or the statue. Or... I think they should have left them like that. Uh, That's cooler. My, I mean, it is cooler, but I mean to read as in a letter that would be difficult to read. Sure. Well, yeah, but you're just like yeah, dear. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so um, you did the deer, which kind of cute. I mean, I mm-hmm. I think you literally should do tattoo yourself or something with that with that deer um, deer thing. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think that's. Cute. I'm a fire. I'm a fairly uh, high end calligrapher. <laughs> you gonna call yourself that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty high end. Okay, but uh, so we've been kind of enjoying those. Um, uh, family time in Tochigi Prefecture. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, upcoming shows, we did not to mention this last time, and it's coming up pretty soon. This Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, June the fourteenth. June the fourteenth, two thousand and eighteen. We will be. I mean, it's our first time performing in Shimokitazawa. Mm. The place is called Lown. Yeah, I call it Lown. Everybody else calls it Lown. L O W N, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, um, it's a pretty, I mean, cute place. Mm-hmm. Um, Shimokitaza is kind of, a, like I said, a literally mess right now fixing the station. It's right, difficult right. to find the right exit and then how to get to it. But you bit can difficult. tell everybody what exit to take. Kitaguchi, which is the north, north exit. North exit at yes. Shimo Kitazawa Station. So, so then, and then this place is on the third floor, so 
make sure to Google it. Tim. Yeah, Google it and then look <laughs> up when you get to where it says it's at and you'll find it. <laughs> but that's coming up, um, like I said, 7.30 to start mm. and uh, it's 2,500 yen. I wish uh, it was $2,500. <laughs> I wish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. and uh, but they do have a good um, um, coffee shochu that I kind of like. Mm. Now they got um, they got pretty interesting food and stuff also, too. So, yeah. so, so, so. so come check it out. Yeah, that's a Thursday night. Yeah. Yes, June come, the fourteenth. Come, come spend a Thursday evening with us, and that way you can prepare for your weekend. Yes, and then the end of this month, June thirtieth. I kind of mentioned it last time, and I said I'm going to tell you what time we're going to be performing, but yeah. they have not told me. Sometime on June uh, 30th. Anything, <laughs> yeah. But the, we will be back in Tochigi Prefecture. It's a little closer to Tokyo. Back uh, this it's, way. Yeah, it's called, it's, uh, it's, uh, the town is uh, Sakurashi, mm-hmm. and they're having the Sakura Jangrain Heart Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, We'll be performing sometime, daytime, there. So if you're into anything like, I guess, gypsy jazz or anything like that. So, so I think there's a lot of bands going to be performing yeah, yeah. as well. So that's coming up. And then in just briefly in July, July the 18th, we will be at the Jiugaoka Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. And July 20th, which is a Friday, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be in Akebonobashi back in town. Back in town. Big so, Friday. So everybody yes. makes plans on that big Friday. That's right. So mark those down on your calendar. That's basically what's upcoming. Uh, upcoming events. Events. Uh, so let's see. We did the Tochigi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the concert there at the town, mm-hmm. kind of town music festival. So, 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 so. Uh, we did that. So now I guess, well, actually, what what I want to do now is like do a little, do a little bit of different. I'm going to take Mountain Story Time and uh, trash it this week, just to to pay a little homage to Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Uh, a lot of people know him. He's from. Uh, uh, he had a show on CNN recently. Uh, his recent show was called. Uh, uh, Parts unknown. Parts unknown. Yeah, like this program that I watch, but I don't know the name of it at all. (laughs) But uh, uh, like I say, he tragically uh, he committed suicide uh, Mm -hmm. this past uh, uh, weekend, and uh, like I say, thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. But I wanted to kind of pay homage to him because his favorite city in the world. Well, as he stated many times, mm-hmm. it's Tokyo. Yeah. And uh, that's where we're at. And uh, he uh, he basically said that if, if, if he had to stay in any country or any city mm-hmm. the rest of his life and never have to leave, he yeah. would pick Tokyo. Yes. Because of the, just the food, the, just the experience of Tokyo. And it's hard to explain. Uh, I totally agree with that statement. Uh, if you've traveled the world but never been to Tokyo, I'll say this: you've never been anywhere. Mm-mm. It's totally, it's. Uh, well, he 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 always described it as his like his first trip on acid. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm not much of an acid dealer <laughs> or anything so. like that. Yeah. But it really is. That uh, was my first trip abroad. Mm-hmm. Was to to Tokyo international trip or whatever mm-hmm. and it really is i mean it's food wise culture wise it's just so interesting so much going on mm-hmm. so different but yet so comfortable mm-hmm. it's so strange but yet 
accessible. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. And then also, I mean, like I said, he he was into you know music and he was into different genre of right. anything. And drinking. There's yes, a lot of drinking. Yes. Yeah. Cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> where you can still smoke in right. Japan as well. So I mean, I I get that part, but uh, I think uh, mainly you know he was a chef from New York City. Right. Right. He was uh, a line cook. Well, actually, I guess he was more of a cook mm-hmm. than a chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give a brief rundown, he had—he uh, uh, was in his 40s. He was a line cook in New York at, uh, at a restaurant. He wrote an essay or a, a paper or something and, and sent in to the New Yorker magazine mm-hmm. about the things that were going on in New York City kitchens. Mm-hmm. And it ended up—it uh, ended up uh, getting in the New Yorker. And then after that, he got a book deal. Uh, Kitchen Confidential. Then he had some more, some other shows on the Travel Channel and mm-hmm. the Food Network in the United States, and then ended up on CNN. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, uh, a chef, uh, a lover of culture, a lover of people, mm-hmm. a great storyteller. Yeah, he told great stories, mm-hmm. and his episode of Parts Unknown. Now that I remember the name of that show, uh, his his episode on that. I think about three years ago, maybe. Maybe more than that. Yeah, yeah, 14 or 15, 2014, 15, he had a Tokyo episode. And it was one of the, since I know Tokyo well, that was one of the most real episodes I've ever seen about some place that I know. So, so, so. And then, um, usually, um, when I hear some foreigners, mm-hmm. I mean, toward, like from my perspective, uh, right, a right. foreigner talks about, Tokyo mm-hmm. or Japan, and especially something about food or mm-hmm. so, it's ninety nine percent of the time it's kind of not correct information, kind of like, they're they not missed a point so, or so they're not getting the point or they're explaining something not really correct way, uh-huh. you know that type of a situation, but. Um, when I saw this mm-hmm. uh, episode, he talks about this place called Robert. Robot. Robert Restaurant. Yeah, the Robot Show. Robot Show. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And uh, he basically couldn't explain what it was. No, no. Uh, if you've not seen the episode, or if you have and may have forgot, it starts out. That's the first part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and a Japanese filmmaker guy, yeah. his buddy, they go watch this show and. Uh, he basically comes out of it and he basically states that you know he's he's uh, he's seen rock and roll bands he's been to concerts he's been to ballets he's been to <laughs> Cirque du Soleil or something like that <laughs> and he's never seen anything that entertaining in That's his right. life so we watched that episode and we were coming back in a few months so, so and, we decided to yeah. why not try yeah. And, you but, know, some people over-exaggerate. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I was not really expecting something really good. But, but you know, the tickets are pretty expensive. Pretty it's expensive. Like so, 70, you're hoping it's good. 70, 80 bucks a person. Peace. Yeah. And uh, so, I was like, okay. And then it's right in the middle of Shinjuku, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, some of the part in Shinjuku is owned by... Japanese mafia called the Yakuza Mm -hmm. so um, some of those places I prefer not to even enter I I mean I'll be honest (laughs) with you we've been in Japan now for eight or nine months and we've never been in we don't go to Shinjuku much 
No, I don't like to. No. I, I just don't want to be involved in some situation. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, not to say that it's... I mean, it's obviously not, like, a dangerous place in the United no, no, States. No, no, anything, no, no, no. But, but, like I said... For Japan, you, it's, 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 And then if you didn't know anything, yeah. and then you just decided to go into this store that's a little... Weird. Weird or, looking or uh-huh. something, then you could get end up in some sort of place right, or right. J or whatever that is. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I prefer, I, I really don't get too close to Shinjuku. But anyway, this this building is in the middle of Shinjuku and not humongously huge. Uh, it's not a very big building. Yeah, but, um, but it has like huge robot kind of setting in front of the yeah, yeah. entrance. To kind of give you the scene, you go into the place, the ticket booth now is across the street. Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, we've been twice, uh-huh. actually. And uh, uh, you, when you when you go into the place, there's like a kind of a waiting area. Mm. It's like a lounge. Mm. I guess it's a waiting lounge. Mm-hmm. And it's all like mirrors and crystal chandeliers and looks like a million dollars like a golden something yeah (laughs) and uh there's robots on your table that 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 are look like dinosaurs mm, miniature dinosaurs yeah and they actually interact so you throw your hand out and they back up and stuff and they'll like come towards you it's really weird and uh and then there's like a there's a band playing like harps it's like it's like people wearing like robot uniforms, and, know, or like metal-looking bikini, bikinis, or something. <laughs> I don't know. They're playing flutes and all kinds of different things. So, so, so. And then they lead you down into the arena mm. where it's at, and it's not really an arena. It's more like a like an elementary school or a middle school basketball gymnasium mm. size place. So, so. Pretty small. Right? It's got like seats on both sides, and it only goes up maybe four or five rows. Mm. And uh, and then there's a chain that goes across the front, so you can't get <laughs> so, your so. legs out in the middle. So. And uh, uh, it's kind of a weird experience. They have like three or four shows a day. So. Uh, and uh, don't really fit that many people, maybe a couple hundred people. Maybe. Maybe a couple hundred. Mm, maybe less than that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this thing starts, and it's like, there's dinosaurs that are coming out. Huge dinosaurs. People are riding <laughs> dinosaurs. Uh, there's uh, girls in bikinis playing drums and violins and the mm. uh, uh, dancing and hanging off of dinosaurs. And, awesome. and then there's there's this moment where there's like kung fu panda, but it's not really kung not fu really, panda. Uh, it's like a counterfeit. <laughs> Kung Fu uh, Panda. Definitely not pain. Comes uh, out. There's a storyline that's even in English that it's like explaining to you like so this I, village fought to so, this so, village. So, so, but so, you so. don't know what any of it means. So, and then like I said, then the girls are kind of screaming into the... Megaphone. Megaphone type or, thing. Yeah. Or, yeah, so okay. like... Yeah. I don't know. Megaphone. Yeah, megaphone. Kind of yeah. So, um, even in Japanese, I have no idea what they're saying. Right, right. Like, I, I just can't understand because it's... Uh-huh, like hollering. Right. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And there's uh, fire, stuff yeah. blowing fire out, like so, so. dragons and uh, fireworks in this small space. And mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. 
And then girls find the huge taiko drums. Right, the drums, yeah. With, with almost nothing wearing. Uh-huh. Uh. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're coming over top of your head, too. Some of these things so, are so, like so. eagles, and they have wings, and there's, so. like, people hanging over top of you. So. And, like, you have no idea what's going on. Mm-mm. And uh, it's like... And then, and then at the very end, they bring out these three or four like 15 foot robots mm. that that can just synchronize dance <laughs> so, so, so. and like just uh, like they're so big and heavy you can feel their weight almost hitting the ground <laughs> and uh, do you remember that i i think they got to the point that you can't do it anymore but the very first time we went after them synchronized robot dancing mm-hmm. they suddenly screamed or something and then everything kind of stopped mm-hmm. And then I was the only first person mm-hmm. figured it out. They said, uh, you can take pictures with this with robot. robot. Yeah, true. <laughs> you were the only one that ran out onto the floor. Yeah, yeah. and then started taking pictures. And everybody's like, oh, okay, I can yeah. take pictures. So, yeah. so, But I have to agree with Bourdain on that situation. Yeah. Uh, that was the most uh, oh, yeah. entertaining thing I've probably ever seen. Uh no, ever since I seen it, <laughs> everything else that I've ever seen has been a little bit less entertaining. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. And so, if you know, if you're in Japan or if mm. you come to Tokyo and visit or anything like yeah. that, I highly recommend. It may seem ridiculous. It may it, seem it, expensive. So, so it, it, that sounds crazy. But on the second time, we took our buddies. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, they had no idea what we were talking about right. before we went. Yeah. But they agreed on yeah. everything we said. No, that, I mean, I don't know what's going on. No. And, and they must spend like millions of dollars. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's a humongous money from somebody. Yeah, from somebody. <laughs> and I don't even think they're probably not even making any money. No, no, there's no way. It's just, there's like 200 people working. Yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, they do sell lunchbox and the beer or something yeah, like that, but, but that's not going to make up that kind of money. No, I mean, no. that robot itself probably, just one, probably cost at least a million mm-hmm. dollars or close yeah. to a million. And then, so the Bourdain show, you know, the one about Tokyo, he talks about that. And he hits a lot of strange strange subjects, kind of after hours Tokyo. <laughs> he talks about uh, kind of the heavy metal rock and roll mm-hmm. scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's spot on as well. You know, he's got mm-hmm. this band there that's actually pretty good. Yeah. But they're all like working part time jobs, cleaning toilets and so, so, so. and stuff like that just to play music. Uh, but you know, great entertainers, great musicians. So it kind of uh, everything he talks about uh, in that episode is uh, is is pretty much spot on. So so he's very you know honest person. Yeah. You know, yeah. If he didn't enjoy it, then he would say he didn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can kind of understand how he took this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it's sensory overload. It's basically like, it. I guess it's so entertaining because you just can't even comprehend what's happening. So, but like at to- Tokyo, it itself is kind of like that city. I mean, it's... yeah. If you just if you just come to Tokyo and just stand out in Shibuya at the crossing or something like that, it's mm. like, what is going on? I don't even know. No. But somehow everything is organized into something. So, but it don't make any sense. So, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, just 
you know, just sitting. I mean, we always go to Tali's in Shibuya and mm-hmm. then just sit there outside table. On the sidewalk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just kind of watch people do whatever their thing. And yeah. then just like, what? What is this person doing? Yeah, like, you know? what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he going back and forth Yeah, here? like, he's been back and forth through <laughs> here, like, six times. Like, where's, where's he going up this so, hill and then back down? So, like, so, so, I mean, like I said, Tokyo is, you know, a very unique place. But I don't really, like I said, uh, most of the uh, foreign people who visit here um, don't go into that deep. That deep of a place. Of the places. Yeah. And, uh but uh, Bourdain was always yeah. you know, jumping into those and, you know, eating great food as well, but right. uh, enjoying the culture and then, uh, you know, basically teaching the world. Yeah, what was going, or as, as good as he could, what was going on. Yeah, so that, that you know, aspect I yeah. really liked. Well, speaking, of, I'll go ahead and segue a little bit uh-huh. of this. Speaking of robots. Okay. We this weekend we went to the Tokyo International Toy Show, uh-huh. uh, like a convention. It was in uh, Tokyo Big Site, which is a huge convention place <laughs> in. Uh, so many kids. Odaiba, yeah, and it. I found out <coughs> it was more kids' toys than grown-up toys. I was hoping it was more grown-up <laughs> toys, but it was still interesting. But Liana spent most of her time trying to <laughs> trying to help lost children find the lost children booth or something. Yeah. Just like dying, you know. They're like, I mean, it's a huge space, and and people's got their kids, and there's so many like there's so many interactive activities in the booths for kids to do. Yeah. So, so there's just kids running everywhere. Yeah. So the, I I found a girl who was just screaming, oh, which is mom, <laughs> mom, you know, and then nobody knew what to do, so I had to kind of jump in and. Make her understand. Okay, there's a booth too. Yeah, <laughs> <Those> yeah, <two>. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and her her dad was waiting at the booth, <laughs> and she she seen him. Didn't he? He wasn't even turned around. He had his butt turned to her, and she knew who it was. And yeah. what was funny was she ran up. And she was like mad. She like punched oh. him in the leg oh, and everything. She like, was angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, she got home safe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. But anyway, she uh, or so we did that, and then after that was over with, I wanted to go to a uh, kind of a technology museum called Miraikan. Yeah, Miraikan, and it's in <laughs> Odaiba as well. It's over near the uh, Tokyo Teleport Station. So, 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 so. Yeah, and uh, we went to that, and you know, I just saw and it had like robots. Mm. I'm into robots, mm. and uh, that's one thing Japan is pretty famous for is mm-hmm. robots. So they had Osimo. Which I'm sure some people sing. That's the Honda robot. Say it again. Osimo. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, I guess that's the way you say it. Osimo. Oh, well, I, I say Osimo. Osimono. That's the way it's spelled. A S I M O. You know, she is a she. Well, there should be an H then. Ah, H got nine. No, it's just Osimo. S I. Yeah. Ah, so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Osimo. Ah, so. Yeah. Mama. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, it's made by Honda, and mm. you know I'm a big Honda fan. Yeah. Uh, my Honda Civic went three hundred fifteen thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Drifting like. Nah, I don't drift. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And sliding through curves. Hell yeah. But uh, uh, so anyway, we went and watched it, and, and uh, the, you know the whole facility was interesting. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they had medical technology. They had a, a mock-up of the ISS, International Space Station. Mm-hmm. And they actually had the bathroom part. So, so, so. so they had, like, all of these suction cups and these tubes mm-hmm. that astronauts and cosmonauts have to poop in. Yeah, like, I wasn't really asking anything, but he just continued to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because I went to space camp when I was in middle school, <laughs> yeah. and I learned yeah. about it. big time. Yeah, big time big space time camp. Big space camp. Sam, middle school. <laughs> but, uh, so I went to that space camp, and I learned about that early on, and I still, that's the only thing I remember about space camp was the pooping and peeing. Pooping and yeah. Okay. And so I got to see that's it again. So sad. And so, so anyway, I remember at space camp when we were on tour, the lady that was leading the tour, oh. the parts of the International Space Station are, are like modules, like tubes, kind of look like, you know, they're long and round, mm. the pieces that they stick together for living quarters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically, in my mind, I heard her say that they use the bathroom and eat in the same tube. Oh, my God. And I thought she meant, like, the suction cups. Oh, my God. Like, And I remember asking, I'm like, so they eat? And go to the bathroom in the same, like... Same, using the same tube. Tube. Well, it, was, it was not literally a tube. It was the capsule. Yeah, yeah it wasn't... They, I, so, anyway, but that's the only thing I remember about Space Camp. In case I go back, going back to Osimo. Okay, so Osimo's that. <laughs> so, anyway, so we rolled up in there, and, and he comes out, or she, I guess. She has a girl's voice, kind of. Mm, so, so... It, we'll call Osimo it. It it comes out at once an hour, it does a little Mm -hmm. demonstration thing. And it's got this little house like that it lives in. And in front of the the door that opens up, it comes out of, there's a cardboard version of Osimo. And that's on the front of it. And as we're coming in, there's a guy kind of getting everybody ready, you know, talking, asking questions and stuff. And as we're walking in or whatever, and I'm walking by him or whatever, he asks the question like, so he, he was not a great, like, a representative. No, nah, it was pretty dog. rough. <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, does anyone know how tall Osimo he is? So, so, so. And, and, and like, I just instantly said as I'm walking in, I'm just like, yeah. As big as that cardboard cutout, <laughs> which obviously it was. It was a replica of Osimo. And, uh, well, he didn't respond to my mm. comment or anything. And then he said, what, 130 centimeters or something like that. So, so. That's pretty it's t- it's t- shorter than me. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so we go set and the door's open and that guy gets done talking or whatever. And Osimo comes out and, you know, it comes out and. It, you know, it waves and it can move its arms and it walks kind of like me because it ain't got no butt. Mm. So it walks kind of mm. little hunched over or something. And, uh, uh, you know, kind of interesting or whatever. And then, and then I'm like, is it ever going to do anything? And then finally that guy crawls out from behind the building and he gets a ball. Mm-hmm. And he's going like, okay, Osimo's going to play kickball now or something. And he mm. just goes up there and sets a ball in front of it and it just kicks it and it rolls like four feet. Mm. And I'm like, okay, is that it? Then now Osmo's going to sing a song and do sign language. Mm-hmm. I don't do sign language, mm-hmm. but it wasn't doing very descriptive movements. It was kind of just general. <laughs> Mine, but then when that's, that's supposed to, you know, function with the song, sure. Right, right. And I don't know, I mean, like I said, I, don't, I didn't know that was... Her or it. 
singing voice. I mean, it just sounds like Miku Hatsune Miku, みたいな Yeah, that、uh, vocaloid、uh, android singer so, so, so. with、so、the blue hair. So I was thinking he was just doing the sign sign language to the Hatsune Miku music or something. I don't know. I thought it was singing, but、uh, it has no mouth movement, so <laughs> I guess it wouldn't. So, anyway, so it does this song or whatever, and then it talks about the museum for a second, and then it says goodbye and goes back into its house, and the door、short. shuts. And、That's、I'm like, oh, short, is that it?、Mm. Uh, but I have to say, at least I've seen it.、Mm. Uh, I'm more of a fan of my Honda Civic. <laughs>、um, so, does it worth $600 that I had to pay? Six, yeah, it was about six dollars a piece. Uh, we never did at any point, though, have to use our tickets, so I don't know if I really had to pay or not. Uh, I don't know, nobody ever checked them. No, so so maybe if you go to the place, you might just want to try to go in and walk around, see if anybody says anything. Yeah, you might not have to pay. Possible. I mean, at the entrance, it did say from here on you need a ticket, so right, but how did they know? That is true. That is true. Yeah, because the ticket had a barcode on it. Because that is true, because they do have a conference rooms everywhere. Yeah. And there's also a, there's also a cafe and stuff. Yeah. So some people are just there to go into the cafe. Yeah, yeah. And then at that entrance, the second door that I was talking about,、mm-hmm. that they had the sign, there were no people checking on those. Right. Huh. Well, then I made, you just made me spend. <laughs> Twelve dollars worth, nothing. Then. Maybe, or it was a donation to the center. I don't know, but anyway. So, they, they, and actually, upstairs they did have a android robot, like a humanoid robot、mm, that, that looked like、cool. a woman. So, so, so. That was that was kind of interesting.、Mm. So,、uh, so we went and checked that out. But that, you know, this has kind of been our robot section of the show. I guess we've、mm-hmm. been talking about. But、uh, so anyway, like I say,、uh, thoughts and condolences go out to Bourdain. But if you come to Tokyo. Definitely check out that episode of Parts Unknown before you come in.、Mm. Uh, just to kind of get,、uh, get an understanding of Tokyo that most people don't ever get to. Ever get to.、Mm. It's pretty deep.、So. But it exists and it's all fun.、Mm. So now I'm going to move on to the next part. We're going to go to our next segment since I skipped the mountain story time. <laughs> to talk about robots.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move on to our next section, which is called. So I'm gonna let Leona. This is kind of her argument for the day, or her madness for the season, or whatever.、Uh, I'm gonna let her lead this one off. What what is what is basically non-din in Japan is like why. Japan. So, like, what the hell type of situation? Right. You cussed again. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I never cussed until right then. I never cussed on this. You do. I do. Yeah. You've then said what the hell type of situation,、oh. didn't he? Maybe But, I did. I was trying to keep it all family clean.、Mm. Now I'm gonna have to put up that parental guidance. Okay. All right. Do you want me to redo this? No,、part? no, no. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I like to keep it real. <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, the well, I kind of have to cast on this situation. Okay.、Right? Go ahead. Let because, it, let it because in Japan, there are so many people who rise. 
bicycle. Mm. Bicycle is a popular form of transportation. Yes. And it's not like a lot of people might think of like Bangkok and Thailand or something, like millions of bikes. It's not like that bad, no, but there's not. a lot. That's right. And then we do have a much more, much better uh, traffic light system. Right, roads and crosswalks and stuff. Yeah, that's not like that that you would have sometimes seen on TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, most of you know that Japan is a very small country. Everything is tiny, narrow, very small. Mm -hmm. So some of the roads are very... Narrow yeah, and, they're pretty slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but like I said, there are a lot of bicycle people riding mm -hmm. around as well. And somehow, everybody—I don't know all whole entire Japan or not—but everybody in Japan, not not Japan, but Tokyo. Yeah, like ninety percent. Ninety percent of the people, basically almost wreck into you. Yeah. Well, uh, like if Leon and I are walking down the street side by side just talking, and you know there's not many people around. Mm -hmm. Suddenly there's like a bicycle like runs in through the bushes or almost <laughs> out into the road trying to get around us. And so. The, you know, and it's these are big bicycles because a lot of them are mothers. So, so, so. With their, sometimes they may have three kids on a bicycle. So on the front and the so back. So like so like I mean their bicycles are like high end model like it cost like thousand dollars. dollars. Yeah, and they have motors. Some of them have motors. Motors, yeah, so that you don't have to stand up to go on the appeal. uh, appeals yeah. or so. But nobody rings the bell. Yeah, to let you know that they're coming yes. from behind you. And like literally, they run into us. Yeah. Or, or like you, you suddenly feel like there's somebody behind you. And you <laughs> stop and turn around, and there's like somebody like falling off a bicycle. <laughs> and I'm like, well, man, if you would have just like rung the bell, I would have scoot. I know. I, I would scoot over, and yeah. you could you could ride all day long. Yeah. You know. And just that chirin chirin or whatever yeah. that sound is not that like bothering sound or yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not gonna make me like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just something. you can just barely touch and go ding. Yeah. And I know you're coming. Yeah, and then I'll just scoot to right yeah. or to the left or whatever the situation. Yeah, yeah. But nobody rings the bell. Yeah. Well, also the problem I have is too, is in Japan you drive on the left side, uh -huh. you stand on the left side on an escalator, but most people don't walk on the left side. Hmm. That that blow that confuses me because. I'll always move to the left side because I'm assuming that's the side you move forward in. Mm -hmm. And then people are always coming towards me. Mm. So, yeah. so I don't really, I don't understand movement. I don't know if I ever was told to walk left side. I just figured it was, because, you know, at home, when you're moving forward, usually, unless you're on a road, mm. uh, like where cars are, so you can see cars coming, you walk on the left side. But if you're on a sidewalk or something, usually you walk on the right side. True. And that's the side you drive on. Hmm. So I guess there's no. We need to start like a campaign in Japan. Like mm. Walk on the hard. left side. Money. But the, the, technically, the bicycle is supposed to ride the road. 
technically, technically yeah. because they do have two. They have a bike lane kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But but you know if they're coming up behind you, just give me a, give me a little ding, and I you know I'll scoot over. So a little bit. Yes. So so that's kind of our uh, pet yeah, peeve, yeah. I guess, or Sorry. or something about. Please, please just ring. Ring the bell, please. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. What's that song? Ring the bell. Ring the bell. (laughs) Just remember, folks. Ring that bell whenever you get a chance. Now we're going to move on to our next section, which is called music time. I should have done. I better not do that. That's copyright. So, Never mind. So, so. Uh. so, um, so we got to this music time segment. Right, right. Uh, this is a redo. Because <laughs> this is a redo it, because uh, it went horrible. Yeah, basically, I was gonna. I'm, you know, I wanted to talk about the Bluegrass 45, which is so. you know, kind of kind of a one of the main Japanese groups that toured the United States along back in the 70s. Yeah. And we get to this, and I'm talking about it, and I had like a story I was going to tell, which I never told, and then and then we realized that all I did was claim that I didn't know this one guy <laughs> that played guitar or whatever, that I'd never seen him before or something. Yeah, and, but like and, you just basically talked about Bluegrass 45's biography, and then right. you never really like had any stories about them or anything and then they just said like well i i don't really know this guy who this is i don't think i've ever watched him play or something i'm like what are you talking about that was not the main point of the the show so let me go ahead let me give their quick biographical information Uh, they formed i think in 1967 Uh and that around kobe japan that's down in the kansai area near osaka And they were, uh, in 1971, they did their first, basically all summer, a festival tour of the United States. And if you've ever seen any bluegrass documentaries, like about Camp Creek Music Festival in North Carolina or anything like that, you remember them. They're the the crazy Japanese band that's wearing the striped pants pants and 70s bell bottoms and stuff like that. And that great entertainers, they kind of turned their show into... Uh, partially comedy, comedy. too. Uh-huh. So everybody remembers that experience. Yes. Uh, everybody that I've ever talked to that's seen them back in those days, if I say Japan, instantly. they instantly uh-huh. talk you about that. Yeah. So, so you know, back in the States, everybody knows them well. And uh, uh, they're iconic. Kind of the first group to bring bluegrass full circle. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say there are... Maybe possibly three sets of brothers. The band may consist of three <laughs> sets of brothers. But he doesn't know this one guy. Yeah. I, I, his brother of this other guy. Yeah, I don't know not, about so, that, that yeah. third brothers or whatever. But, <laughs> but the first brothers are Josh Otsuka, who was the leader, mm-hmm. guitarist. Uh, Josh is crazy. Oh, yeah. We just we hung out with him a few weeks ago back in Kobe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, he's the oldest. He's the oldest, so he was kind of the leader. So, so. 
and uh, his brother Akira Otsuka, who's the mandolin player, mm-hmm. uh, he lives in the Washington D.C. area uh-huh. uh, in the United States, and he actually just finished helped producing uh, the John Duffy kind of anthology yeah. about his career mm-hmm. uh, through Smithsonian Folkways. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got that going. So if you're interested in John Duffy, check that out, Smithsonian Folkways. And uh, uh, Kira Otsuka helped with that. That was two. That was one set of brothers. Mm-hmm. And Second then, set of brothers is Toshio and Watanabe and Saab Inoue. Mm-mm. Okay, so so they're another set of brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toshio runs the BOM services, which is kind of the mail order bluegrass and country music uh, <laughs> warehouse for ordering music in Japan. Mm. Like if you want a CD or a tape or a record. Or, and then they produce a... And Saab, Saab Son, he produces the Moonshine, so which is the Asia's only Japan or Asia's only Japanese Asia. bluegrass <laughs> yeah. magazine. Uh-huh. So but by one finger. Yeah, he types... He, I've seen him do it in oh, person. Yeah. He oh, types... Yeah. He, he, he types the whole magazine once a month with one finger. So. But I think he learned how to copy and paste. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, so anyway, so he, he runs that. And then there's another, another set of brothers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I only know the Ryo-san. Right. As in the fiddle guy. Right, the fiddle player. So, so, because and, he plays a uh, fiddle, uh, five-string fiddle. Uh-huh. Uh, that I, the same guy that I am getting this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so. and then Kim might be his brother. He's another guitar player. Lee Son. Eh? Or Lee, I'm not Kim. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Lee Son. But he might be his brother? brother. I think that's what it is. I think, I think you've seen him. Where did I see him? At? He just always wear the baseball, baseball cap. Ah, uh, maybe I have seen him then. You seen him somewhere? I can't remember where it was. Was he but... here when we saw him back in the fall? Um, back in the fall. Yes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I seen now, him. Then. So now you've seen. Yeah, him. I know. Yeah, I know who he is. <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so you knew all of them. You haven't yeah, seen yeah. him play guitar yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so yeah. what was the story? So we were, where was Josh Otsuka? I asked him, I'm like, what's the deal with Bluegrass 45? The number. The name. Name. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah with 45. Because mm-hmm. if you're a Bluegrass aficionado like I am, you know that 46 is a, a pretty... Uh, important year because that was the first year that Bill Monroe recorded with Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs in the same band. Mm-hmm. The Bluegrass, uh, they become members of Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Boys. Mm-hmm. And they recorded in Chicago, Illinois in a mm-hmm. hotel room. Mm-hmm. And so that's 1946 is kind of the year that most people consider Bluegrass boom started. Uh-huh. And then I, you know, I wondered, I'm like, well, what about 45? And I, you know, I asked him, I said, what's the deal? Uh-huh. And he's like, ah, he said, when we went to the United States the first time, he said, I just, he said, I knew that would be a question. Uh-huh. So he said, I just made a list of random state, random answers. Uh-huh. And that's what you have to know, Josh. He's oh, just yeah. Random. Oh, yeah. So he, every time somebody would ask him, he'd give him a different answer. Uh-huh. Like he'd be like, well, it's the Japanese emperor's. 45th 
year or some sort of calculation he said we did that or he would say it was because of 45 records Mm -hmm. or something like that so he goes on he gives me about four or five examples Uh of this like bs that he was just telling everybody and then finally i'm like well what is it then he's Uh like well maybe basically he (laughs) i guess i don't know if he can't remember or or maybe he's lying to me yeah yeah, definitely he's like 1945 was the year that bill monroe and flatten scruggs first met Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh okay that makes sense so i'm i still don't know if that's really the reason or if that's just one of the list Mm -hmm. possible but that's i finally at least kind of got my question partially answered Okay. About the Bluegrass 45. But I highly recommend, if you're interested, uh, check it. They're on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook and YouTube. Just check out uh, Bluegrass 45 and you can learn learn a lot more about uh, about their music. And like I say, they were really pioneers because they brought... They were kind of the first international band to bring Bluegrass. Bluegrass came full circle. Came from Bill Monroe. Went all the way across the globe and then came back to the United States. Mm-hmm. So they brought it full circle in just 25 years. Yeah. I'm glad this episode, last episode, I was doing math. Trying, is that 25 years? <laughs> yeah, Counting like, on my fingers. Yeah. Like. But uh, So they did uh, full circle. And uh, uh, since then, they've been a lot of other Japanese performers. Leona uh, has performed in Japan. Or in the United it's States. In Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of others, but uh, they were kind of the the first major, uh, had the major tour uh, of bluegrass music in the United States. So uh, I guess if that's about it, don't forget uh, about us being at Lone Lound, Lound mm-hmm. over in Shimo Kitazawa, Setagaya, Tokyo. On 14th of June, June 2018. Thursday. Starts okay. at 7.30. Uh, be sure to Google it. Mm. And please, please be there. Come out there and support us. Uh, actually, at that show, I'm going to pull out the... I'm going to do a few different songs. Uh, and then I... I'm wanting you to talk a little bit. Yeah, I'll be talking because at Lone, there's usually a lot of... So, somebody tell him to talk on the show a little bit more, you know? You I think don't I know. should talk more? Yeah, I mean, everybody's expecting you to talk in English, but... I can talk in English. So, you always like, oh, I just want to say thank you, or something like that, and then you would just end it, like, well, instantly. Well, so. I mean, yeah, maybe I'll talk a little bit more. Yeah. So but, maybe uh, you can listen to him, or maybe I should not, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do some story songs. I'm going to do some story, story couple of story songs. songs or something. I might even do a little bit of Darby's Castle. Like the story song that you can't remember this one guy. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen brother. And then I realized, oh, yeah, I seen him <laughs> like, like five months ago or something. Like. So, so, this, so this whole take is take two. Yeah, exactly. So so we went, <coughs> we went ahead and fixed that for you. Uh, also be at Tochigi at the Django Reinhardt Festival on uh, June the 30th at some point in time. We still don't know. Mm. Uh, don't forget, if you're interested in Leona's music, you can check her out at www.fiddlingleona.com or on Facebook under Fiddling Leona mm. and also under Instagram and Twitter under Fiddling Leona. Yeah. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook. Just type in JP Mathis 2. I I M A T H E S. I I. Just type in the I I. You can see all my food. You can even see my deer calligraphy. I make everything that I put up public. So, so deer, deer calligraphy is cute there, Hunter. It is, it is. 
Uh, and if anybody in Japan's interested in checking out any of our products for sale online, you can see us at, you can find our stuff at www.johnpaulusa.com. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to send to us, you can send those to johnpaulusa.jp at gmail.com. You can send those to us. Um, anything else we got to promote here? I think that's about it. All right. Well, uh, don't forget, wherever you go, take us with you because you're going to need us. And then if you're on bicycle, please ring the bell. All right, folks. Y'all have a great week. I'm, if I start to say I'm fiddling JP. Oh, my gosh. I'm banjoing JP. Okay, and I am fiddling Leona. Have a great week. See y'all. Have a good one.